From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. And I'm Gordon. This is the best beer show on the internet. (laughs) According to our mothers. Thank you, Gordon. All right, before we get too deep here, I want to give a big shout out to the American Homebrewers Association. They do not support homebrewing and homebrewers, and now they support us. Uh, during the AHL, we'll give you discounts at homebrew shops. It's like tap rooms. It'll give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Click on the referral link from our homepage and join today. Also, I'm going to give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornsson, Hoppen Barrel Brewing, Brian Bryanson, Devin Stinson, and Phil Feldman. If you'd like to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. All right, Brian. What have you been up to beer-related lately, my friend? Beer-related. Uh, I have been um, ooting a boot. Um, oh, ooting a boot. In some areas that I don't normally... Um, my archery leagues uh, has taken me to... Um, I was doing them every Wednesday in Amory. And so I was trying... <laughs> it's funny, I'll go to all these different towns in, in cities in um, you know, mostly towns in rural Wisconsin and if I see our beer there I'll always try it right. and it's it's amazing to, to how different so Crooked Grin is probably or Minisconsin are the ones you see the most those mm-hmm. are like our flagships two two of the three flagships and it's it's <laughs> unbelievable like sometimes the distributor hangs on to the beer for too long. Sometimes the beer lines haven't been cleaned. Sometimes the beer lines have been there for a hundred years. So lately there's been a bunch of trying crooked grin at different places and being like, wow, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, wow. That's yeah. That can't it, be a, uh, it's not a bad thing. Cause how often do you go like, what's our yeah. whole, like with Devin Stinson, uh, patron and listener, you, Devin Stinson, like when he came up, he was like, Oh, I got to try this bells too hearted. And you're whelmed. And it's exactly, it's from Michigan. Yep. And you, I would say like, I, I want to say these days, 80 to 90% of the time that you get bells too hearted. It is, it's, it's stale. It's not fresh. I'd, yeah. I'd say there's a high percentage. Yeah, that's true. And that's fine because it's still, it's still good. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not a knock on them or anybody. It's like when you distribute countrywide. Well, and, that, and that's, and it's also like an old school IPA with sea malt in it. Like that too. But no, I guess like, uh, as, unlike as, this Modelo I'm drinking, <laughs> <laughs> are you are no you, crystal anywhere near that thing? No way, baby. <laughs> are you still putting uh hop and barrel light out into distro? No, there was some talk about bringing that one back. Um, but because I, I went out with some folks after work not too long ago, uh, maybe a month tops, and found it there and found a new appreciation when you're sitting, you're putting a full eight hour shift in at a bar. Wait, where'd you find hop and barrel light? Yeah, one of the yokel places in EC. In a can? No, no, it was on tap. How old is that keg, Brian? <laughs> it was maybe two months ago. I don't think they've put out Hop and Barrel Light since for almost a year. Well, uh, wait, what bar was it at? Well, I'll tell you off air. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't. I want to give promotion air to. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing. It was I'll, good. I'll bet you it's. I'll bet you it's Minnesconsin, and they made it into a house beer. Oh, okay. Um, we're having some sense. some weirdness with the, the distribution in that area. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll talk. Yeah, we yeah. also uh, yeah. <laughs> like you can just like take. Um, <clears throat> Take a uh, crooked grin and drink it through a life straw, and that might be half and barrel like, too. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I, I really oh my god! All right, what about you, man? Beer wise, uh, beer wise, um, not much. I've been talking uh, with a friend who recently uh, moved back, and he's talking about getting into um, homebrewing again, and it's. Like the way he's been like sending me recipes, ideas, and stuff, it reminds me, like, how much recipe building has changed in the past uh, three, four, five years. Like it's it's crazy to me. Like he's he'll send me these, and it's a, like it's uh, like an IPA with a lot of sea malt and like the very traditional uh, like. 60-30 uh, flame-out hopping schedule with a big dry hop at the end. Um, and it's just, like, we, I mean, since, since like, the Janish book and stuff like that, like, we, we've completely changed how we build IPAs. And so that's that's just been really interesting to me just to see basically a time capsule of, um, of like, old recipes kind of come up at me. Wonder if it might be kind of fun to take the same style recipe, brew it in the you know the early two thousands, you know West Coast, you know, take a West Coast IPA because those have been around for a while. Brew it the old way and then brew it the way the under the Janish book and see if there's. I, I mean, I don't, there. I don't like. I'd, I'd have to like dig dig back into like some recipes, but like, I don't think they'd be even kind of the same beer. Like those hopping schedules are so different. And you get very different flavors from the hops just because you're using them differently. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about you, Gordon? Have you been up to anything beer-related? Yeah, did a little mini brewery tour this locally yesterday. Uh, started with a buddy down here at the garage, and then we popped over to Hudson. Found ourselves downtown. I'm like, hey, we should go to Hop Barrel because it's a stone's throw away. I don't know, Brian, if you've heard of them before. They're pretty good, though. Nope. <laughs> and then ended up at Pitchfork uh, to close it out with some food and everything. I like Pitchfork. Well, I haven't yeah. been there. They have their their new lately. maple lager is really good. He they posted something where they're like, "Hey, chop chop and drink through some of this beer because we got some beers." Yeah, they had the Maybach on yesterday. I don't know. You were there Friday, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The Maybach was on. Um, I drank a ton of that when I did the when I was pouring for the 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 bluegrass thing yeah. for the garage. Um, we basically did a Maybach Maybach swap between the two, which was fun. Um, I wish yeah. my Bach, I wish my Bach was more popular style because not a lot of breweries put those out. It's, I mean, it's because you look at like the average customer goes in like, what's a yeah. my Bach? Yeah, I'm not gonna drink that. Yeah, it's it's niche and it um it's kind of an I hate saying this, it's kind of an old man beer. It was back in the day when it was like, oh, I can get imported German beer. Well, during the spring, the my Bach comes out and it's just it's like a handful of old men. You know, no, I'm not kidding. Like, oh no, I get it, and I understand. It's just I like it, <coughs> and that's another like we did Lineys on the episode before, and like I'm very Lineys is definitely an old man. Pretty, pretty. <laughs> 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 yeah, sure is. Lineys original uh, and Lineys original light. I've sold more of that the weekend opener for deer season. Yeah, what is it? Like? Oh, I remember it was twelve dollars for like twenty four of them mm-hmm. at one point. 
Oh, man. Um, well, you know, it's yeah. used to be the beer when you crossed over from Minnesota into Wisconsin that, you know, they just hand you a case. Now it's just a 30, 30 rack of Bush Light. <laughs> Bush Light. But, you're, 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 uh, but everybody's coming over here for that spotted cow, so. I said that. I was, I don't wear it. as in Oakdale, Minnesota, which is not that far across the border. And I, someone was like, oh, you're from, you're from all the way over there in Wisconsin? And I was like, yeah. All the way over there. Yeah. You're in Oakdale. <laughs> so for uh, for people who aren't local, that's 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 literally a five-minute drive. It's like five-minute drive. And, <laughs> and, I, and I was, and they were like, oh, and I was like, yeah, I moved. I've been living in Wisconsin for a bunch of years now and whatever. And I said, every time you go across the border from Minnesota to, to Wisconsin, they hand you a 30-rack of bush light and a, and a shotgun. <laughs> 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 oh no it's not far from the truth it, i mean it really isn't <laughs> this this indian head area of wisconsin's kind of it's a little rural <laughs> but anyway uh yeah anywho uh commercial calibration we have in front of us dale's pale ale um dale's pale ale is from uh which brewery again? oscar blue oscar blues old school we talked about uh, people caring or not caring about consolidation, and this was this was one of them. This was one that people definitely cared about. Now yeah. this is a, uh, I'm, it's at least nationwide. I don't know if they've made it across the seas yet, no. but um, this was originally re- released in 2002. Like, this is an old school beer. Uh, Dale's Pale Ale is our defiant, proud, voluminously hopped mother of a pale ale. If you're looking for a fistful of flavor, look no further than this hopped-up trail ride. It delivers a hoppy nose and assertive but balanced flavors of pale malt, citrusy, floral hops from the first sip to the final swig. Uh, 6.5% and 65 IBUs. Dale's Pale Ale is the beer that started it all. Oscar Blues launched our canning ops in 2002, brewing and hand canning Dale's in our Funky Lions Colorado Brew Pub. America's first uh, craft canned mountain pale ale is a hearty, critically acclaimed trailblazer that changed the way beer fiends perceive craft beer. Dale's is the original craft beer in a can, hands down, bottoms up. I don't know how many times they mentioned that it was the original, <laughs> but it was a lot in that copy. Um, Listen, I'm just going to say this now, and I don't care if anybody hates me or not, but this will, will is not and will never be the greatest American pale ale. No, that's Sierra Nevada. Exactly. It is Sierra Nevada pale ale, which was brewed, the first batch was brewed in November of 1980. SNPA. I don't have. Have we had that one uh, as a commercial calibration? No. We had to have. We have not. Uh, I doubt you did a Sierra Nevada. Was it Torpedo? Yeah, I no. Think. I bet no. we did SNPA. We should do Torpedo though. That's yes. another good one. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Like. Uh. Yeah. So this is Dale's. Um. And we're going to be talking about Pale Ale today, but let's let's talk specifically about this one. Uh. Amber. Like almost amber. Yep. Um, if we're talking about sea malts, there's probably sea malt in here. No, I don't know. Uh, so it says eight and a half SRM. I don't know about that. It feels it's a, a little, little darker. A little more than that. Um, clear. Very, um, very citrus pine on the nose with a sweetness. Like, almost good. like caramely sweetness. This is my first time having it, so this is a... Whatever? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Really? Yeah. They sell this in like 17 different formats. You could You could get like a 64-ounce can of this. You could get a 37-and-a-half-ounce can, probably. They sell it in little, uh, like, um, to-go cups somewhere. Sell like <laughs> shooters. <laughs> yeah, they sell the shooters always, on airplanes. They, <laughs> what's the... Well, they have the smokestack one. Uh, is it their Scotch Ale? The green can? 
Yep. Uh, yeah. Are you, are you thinking of Boulevard Smoke no, Series? No, no, no. no Dale, uh, Oscar Blues has that giant, tall, silo. silver black. Yeah, silo. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Not smokestack. Yeah. But I, I think that is that a stout or is that a scotch ale in there? Fuck, I don't know. They they have a scotch ale. Um, it's not in there like, oh, God, what's that? I don't know. But they also do like Death by Coconut, 1050. Yep. 1050. Um, that's what I was thinking yep. of. Yeah, I've had all the other ones, except I've never... You've never had Dale's Pale No, Ale? no. All right. Um, yeah, uh, flavor-wise, um, you get, like, it's it's very, like, classic Palo. You get a, you get, like, kind of a sweetness, um, and then you have this uh, piney citrus uh, hop character that just kind of goes goes all the way out but you're not left with anything that's like super palate stripping on, on it at all like it's very easy drinking mm. I would also argue or not argue I would just say probably most of the time when you get this beer um, obviously we can look at the date but it's definitely not super fresh let's see this was made <laughs> how old is it Brian it's more than a year old Oh, wow. Yeah. Nobody's buying Dales anymore. No. So this was canned. So I don't know when it was brewed, obviously, but um, it was canned on October 25th, 2021. That's not more than a year. Whoops. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what episode number is this? <laughs> on the, today's episode, we learned Brian never learned to read. <laughs> Doesn't know numbers. <laughs> Fucking A. I'm sorry, guys. It's not that old. So canned on October. Okay, so October, November. Uh, seven, seven, year, seven months. Seven months. Okay. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's still on the old side. Like, don't get me wrong. It, like, yeah, I'd say, like, you're you're pushing it if it's, if it's where you want it to be after six mm-hmm. months. So we're a little bit after that. So anyway, what I was trying to trying to dovetail this into is that this beer is very definitely amber copper, uh, creamy head, um, almost khaki, you know, like just whoops, slightly off white head. Yep. Um, and big. there's usually pretty big citrus and floral. In this, I'm getting citrus and floral, but I think at this point in the game, what is pushing through to me uh, is like the hints of toasty caramel. Um, the way this is coming through, it almost I almost reclassify it as like an American amber than a pale ale. Yeah, American. Did you say American? Yep. Yeah, definitely American, and you're definitely right. Um, there's certainly some. Um, Excuse me, it's like ferment, fruity fermentation character, like a pear or apricot kind of almost. Um, and I think it's coming through too because of some of the degradation of the um, the hop aroma. Um, um, also, not a um, uh, not a commercial example on uh, the BJCP. I will be ding damned. Really? Yep. What, what is? Let's see. Deschutes uh, Mirror Pond. That's interesting. Half Acre Daisy. Cutter Pale, cool, okay. Great Lake Spring River, yeah. La Cumbre, I don't know that one. Sierra Nevada Pale, and then Stone Pale 2.0. Yep. Yeah, all those, very, very good. Does Shoot still make Mirror Pond? Yeah. 
I, okay. I would I've never seen so. it. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's. I mean, that only only be, in bottles. That used to be everywhere. Yeah. And I buy fewer bottles that? than cans now. Right. That's, yeah. That's kind of the funny part is you got vendors trying to sell you like beer bottle openers right now. It's like, well, I mean, I do love a good bottle opener because like when you need a bottle opener. Like, you always have one, but it's still nice to have another. I only have, like, five, and I can never find them when can I need openers. it. Not as possible. Not as, as Not popular. necessary. And also not necessary. They uh, look cool. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you could use one to open your beer if you want to potentially cut yourself. Like, yeah, yeah. There's that. All right. Uh, so, actually, uh, this kind of dovetails a little bit into uh, what we're talking about today. We were talking mm-hmm. about, uh, we're going to do a style uh, spotlight on Pale Ale because I feel... Like, pale ale is kind of the forgotten style. Everybody talks about IPAs. Everybody talks about, like, um, like all, all the different types of IPAs. And But pale ale's, like, pale ale's that beer that's always there for you. It's like, yeah, you've forgotten me about me for a little bit, but hey, how about some Sierra Nevada? And you're like, yeah, all right. Um, it's not too hoppy. It's not too malty. It. It, like, it has that nice, like, around that 5% ABV mark. It's just a good beer. And this is 18B uh, in the BJCP style guidelines, the latest one, which is Pale American Ale. This is an interesting, you know, this, this category has modern American ales of average strength and that are light colored. It only has two beers in it. Uh, yep, and these are moder- moderately malty to moderately bitter. And I can see very much why Dale's is not in here by looking at the color of the beer. Yeah. Co- copper. Uh, it does fit within um, the style guidelines, though, uh, between that 5 and 10 SRM. But yeah, in 18, section 18, BJCB 2021, 18A is a blonde ale, which is was pretty interesting for both of us to discover. 18B, American Pale Ale. Um, um, yeah, you want to hit the overall impression there? So you're looking at your uh, an average strength, hop forward, pale American craft beer with sufficient supporting malt to make the beer balanced and drinkable. The clean hop presence can reflect classic or modern American or new world hop varieties with a wide range of characteristics. Now, I would say that we're probably looking at your, your sea hops or like new world hops, again, like your you know well citra technically is not new world citra is not yeah that's We're talking that's an Amer- like that's a newer american hop before we came up with the term sea hop mm-hmm. that's what i'm thinking we're after we this style but. um so here's here's a question uh in order to bring up a debate from 2015 uh let's like, like let's bring this back just a little bit what's the difference between a pale ale and a session ipa brian <coughs> Oh, man. Um, is there a difference? Because I'm not sure there is. Yeah, I would. I'm thinking that the what? So the vital statistics on this gravity wise, you know, we're looking at 1045 to 1060 OG and F finishing gravity of 1010 to 1015 um, session. I'm, I'm struggling. No. I would, I mean, maybe maybe sessions are four percent instead and, of and, and four to and be a, a pale ale. It has to be four and a half percent. I don't know. Okay, yeah, I, like it's it, like that was that was the big thing when session IPAs first started coming around um, in like the early teens. Uh, like the big thing was, well, what's the difference between a session IPA and a pale ale? Like, are we just trying to erase pale ale? 
Well, look at throw those beers into a bucket and then pull it out and and slap the marketing sticker on. Yep, no, and that's and that's what it is. I and like, that's session. Yeah. Yep. That's is a marketing tool. It's like how is a cold IPA and a West Coast IPA different? Um, but we that <laughs> marketing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So be, uh, well, be, because people are are scraping at the bottom of the barrel to come up with new stuff mm-hmm. in a thing where you don't. There's not gonna be new stuff. Yeah. To me, the same shit. It's like clothing, like you know, or face tattoos. Like they're gonna come in. <laughs> They're gonna come We're scraping the bottom of the barrel gonna, of face tattoos now. They're going to come into style, they're going to go out of style, and then they're going to come back into style. Oh, my God. Anyway. At uh, first, face tattoos were only in style in prison. And now... So, Brian, I, <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm going to let you finish, but... <laughs> I'm only doing this to make Gordon laugh, so just <laughs> move on. I'm sorry. You know, when, when you have an audience, this is so much worse. Uh... <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about how to brew a good pale ale. Um, we, we know what a pale ale is. We know what we want it to be. Uh, we want something that is is hop forward, like a good American pale ale is hop forward. But it's also, I, I think I think what we're looking for here is more balance than anything. It's not over the top ABV. It's something that you can sit down and, and, you can, and it's sessionable. You can have a few and still walk a straight line, right? Um, so we're looking for something in that like four and a half to six percent range. Nothing crazy. Um, and so, and American, like you want like a large percentage of the grist is going to be two row. Um, Brian, where do we fall on wanting crystal in our pale ales? It depends. Do you want some color? <clears throat> do you want do you want like just a little bit of flavor? Um, uh, I I think so. I think I, agree. I think not adding anything other than two row, you're doing. You're well, doing you're not. It's no longer a pale ale. You know, you're looking at a blonde ale. Yeah, you're doing yourself a disservice for one. And then I I would say also something to like beef our body up because not that this is necessarily gonna. I mean, you, you saw it. If it starts at ten forty five, it should finish at you know ten ten. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and if it starts at you know what? What was the higher option? Ten sixty. Then it should finish at ten fifteen, which is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there are chances in here to boost body with these caramel malts, and if you if you don't want it to be heavy on caramel or C sixty, then you know you you could layer a a bo- uh, I don't know what do we use to beef body up. I mean, we can use some Kara. We can use, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, we can I, mash higher. I would right, um, and I would exactly good. So, but I would stick with lower. Like, I, you can get a C forty five. You can Dingaman's makes a C eight. Yeah. Uh, Breeze makes a C ten. Um, I mean, you and like you can add like uh, some Vienna. Vienna. Um, I would stick with lower. Percentages and lower SRM. Yep. And the other thing you can do is you can also play with your base malt. Like maybe don't use two row. Maybe like use uh, Marisotter. Maybe use uh, Golden, Promise. Golden Promise. Like play around with that a little bit. Um, yeah. I like I, I love this style because you can you as long as you 
as long as you don't overcomplicate your hop or your malt bill and your hop bill, like you you have a, you have a lot of room to play here. I would say stick to about three, maybe four malts. Don't go crazy, mm-hmm. um, because you you don't want anything like this is not a for lack of a better word a thinking man's beer, right? You want to just be able to drink it. Um, and same thing with your hops. Do one, two, three varieties. Don't like don't. Don't confuse it, right? And this is this is a great way to showcase. You can do like smash pale ales, right? Single malt, single hop pale ales, yeah. and have a really good beer. I would say, <clears throat> do be careful with how you are working the beefiness of this body, because if we're gonna make the argument that pale ale and session ale are the same, then this beer, these beers need to be highly drinkable. And I think mm-hmm. that the more sweet. And the more body, the harder a beer is to drink, obviously. Agreed. That's why we're drinking this water yep. here, this Modelo. So, well, so the other thing you do is the lower the ABV, the more body you want. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to lose something there, like when you when you drop down. There is that argument, but this is a very, very thin line. Um, yep. So for me, personally, I like <clears throat> a nice multi bridge from can to mouth that carries those hot flavors over. Mm-hmm. So... I, yeah, like you're saying, not don't overthink it. it but as far as the hops, I mean, would you stay in that kind of that piney? Not necessarily. Realm? Like I would, um, I, I would decide what kind of pale ale you want to make. Like if you want to do like a classic mid coast or west coast pale ale with, um, with like uh, Columbus Cascade, like that kind of like sea hop type thing, then yeah, mm-hmm. stay in that, like stay in that, uh, maybe boost up the caramel a little bit to really like accentuate those. If you wanted to go new world and you want really like a lot of those like melon or bubblegum flavors or those type of things, yeah. like maybe like back off on some of the sweetness cause you're going to pick up a lot of perceived sweetness from those hops. So you don't need it in the malt bill. So I would say then what you're saying, based on what you're saying, that we're talking like bodies should be no more than medium. It should be medium to medium light. Yep. Finish should be fairly dry, but not bone dry, which is where we get that 10-10 from. That mm-hmm. can be pretty dry. Um, you want like 10-12. Moderately malty on the palate. The finish should not have much residual sugar, I don't think. Yeah. Um, alcohol, obviously, definitely you don't want your alcohol to be noticeable on this. Um Body finish and alcohol, and you should have a fairly drinkable beer. I would say just barely more body than bitterness. And when you are, you were saying, oh, bun to like add three, four kinds of hops, whatever. I don't remember what you said. I, I, said, I said one, two, three kinds there of you hops. Go. Like keep, keep it simple. Exactly. Like but don't go wild with it because you can move into um, harshness. And well, yeah. And like be careful with your dry hops too. Like that too. do, do it. You. This is not necessarily a, a beer that you have to dry hop, mm-hmm. right? Uh, IPAs, yeah, like at this point, you kind of have to dry hop them. This beer, I think you can get away with more of a classic hop schedule. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the harshness is like its own its own problem. So, like, this hop-derived bitterness comes from, like, the quantity, the amount of time the hops are boiled, like water chemistry. So mm-hmm. if we want to kind of push, you know, the chemical makeup, well, also the chemical makeup of the hop varieties, but... There aren't really any hard or fast rules, but just be aware of that generally. Um, the more hops, the longer they're boiled, the harsher your your beer is going to be. So, you know, maybe just push these a little bit more towards the end of the boil. Um, brew, brew water 
should be like a higher pH, um, high alkalinity, um, high sulfate. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, high pH. The residual alkalinity or high sulfate can make you make your beer um, like harsh. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then use a neutral yeast. Like we haven't really yeah. talked about yeast. You want you want something like uh, we're talking like WLP 001, uh, 1056. Uh, what's the Safel? Safo five. Safo five. Uh, Paul, I was. I'm sorry. My, I'm, I'm, I'm in my head about this, but Palmer writes a lot on this, like, ha, like the harshness, um, but low cohumulone. Um, okay. Well, cohumulone hops, and yeah, I mean, it's this is like this. This should almost be like this should be like the starter beer, as far as like once once you once you have temperature control and stuff, like once you can brew a good pale ale, like. Be happy. It's a good house beer. So maybe I'm totally wrong here, but my two favorite hops are Simcoe and Chinook. But I think feel like Sh- Simcoe would be a little harsh. So maybe Chinook you can do a Simcoe. And- I don't know about harsh. Just pull it back. Like, yeah, pull yeah. it back. You don't you don't want anything that's going to be over cat pissy. Yeah, the AAUs on Simcoe can get kind of up there. So yep. just pay attention to that. Yeah, my my just knee jerk would be like Chinook and Citra to get that kind of pine and a little bit of citrus flavor in there. Yeah, you could do you could go that way. Um I mean, if you really want to go classic like that that Cascade um Centennial Columbus like combination, you can't go wrong with and that's going to give you a lot of that like pine citrus resin. Um I don't know. I'm I'm a sucker for uh Mosaic and Amarillo. Like those are really good flavors that go well together. Uh or your Citra Mosaic, like that one's really good. Um Yeah. Just it's it's one of those like as soon as like every time you add a hop to this beyond like so if you have two like if you're gonna really gonna think about like adding a third be like what is this actually adding to this beyond me just saying I added this hop to this beer and just like kind of think about it I don't really have much else to add to Palo except everybody needs to brew more of them I know that they I know that they don't sell but I want them to. <laughs> Um, or, you know, just brew a pale ale and slap IPA on it and nobody will know the difference, which really <laughs> makes me sad. Um, There's lots of things <laughs> like that. <laughs> All right. Well, this podcast is now how Casey becomes sad about the beer industry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My box will become the spring IPA. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, guys. If you have any questions, comments, share ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback. At blindnewsstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash blindnewsstudios or follow us on Instagram at blindnewsstudios. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace.